our still spreading outbreak of explosive noropox, your hazmat suits remain compulsory in all communal sectors, and we don't want to hear any more complaints. Yeah, we know it's dress down Friday, but come on, guys. Ah, that alarm. It's music to my ears, it means I get to have a lovely long chat with my captain and wife. Uh, Booth be the robot. Hello. Hello there. How you doing? All right. Oh, you sound unsure. You're, what, you're on edge or something? You don't sound well. I am distracted. Much of my computing power is dedicated to finishing my one-man show for this evening. <gasps> That's tonight, isn't it? 8pm and 10 forward, you are invited with plus one guest only, plus one seats are limited. Is it going to be like a lot of comedy, music, a bit of both? It's a one-man show called The Binary Monologues and it is a selection of my recent haikus. I literally can wait for that. Uh, so, I gather, I'm, I know you're always the harbinger of bad news, but I won't shoot the messenger. <laughs> um, you, the ship's too heavy again? Yes, the ship is too heavy in three of its cargo bays. From media, we've got Bond themes. From food, sweet pastries. And from the holodeck wing, movie monsters. Oh, I love them all. If we don't get rid of all this excess weight, we won't have enough fuel to make it to the Margolian Nebula. Margolian? The nebula that forms the exact shape of Miriam Margulies every 8,000 space years? The one and the same. Oh, we can't miss that. I booked my front row seat on the observation dome. I've seen it ten times. Oh, man. Is it really her exact shape? Precise. Wow. Well, Boothby, we're going to make the decisions hard and fast because I've got to get there. Uh, can you give me a printout from your chest hole? Oh, thank you, Boothby. Uh, good luck tonight. You go warm up, rest up, you know, and break a caterpillar track. No. Welcome aboard the Starship Omnibus, an interstellar arc and cultural archive carrying the last of humanity to the stars. The Jettison. All-time top three. In space. A marital podcast. Captain, good morning. Morning, number one. Nice to see you, as always. You too. Um, we always have some horrible, difficult choices to make, don't we? Awful choices. So, I'm sorry to tell you, Captain, we've got to choose three Bond themes, James Bond themes, <laughs> three sweet pastries, and three of the classic movie monsters to hang out with there on the holodeck. Damn. Media, food, and holodeck again. Uh, Bond themes? Yeah, let's begin at the beginning. Here we go. From Russia with love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, you only live twice. We have all the time in the world. Diamonds are forever, live and let die. The man with the golden gun, nobody does it better. Moonraker. <laughs> For your eyes only, all time high, a view to a kill, the living daylights, license to kill, golden eye, tomorrow never dies, the world is not enough, die, <laughs> another day. You know my name, another way to die, Skyfall, and writing's on the wall. <laughs> There's more modern examples, petered yeah. out a bit towards the end. Less memorable? Maybe the ones I've not seen too much. <laughs> Skyfall. I can do that one for you. Okay, so do you want a top three? Yeah, give me 30 seconds and I'll knock them down. Yeah. So I'm going, for the first time ever on the Jettison's broadcast, chronologically. Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough. Mm. 
Goldeneye, it's T. Turner doing her absolute best Shirley Bassey, and I'm going to say bettering Shirley Bassey. Batty. Bettering Roy Batty and besting him at his own game. Then Tomorrow Never Dies, which is Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. I love it. It's Cheryl Crow. Yeah, you back off. Uh, lovely 60s guitar. It's kind of a smooth ballady one. And then The World Is Not Enough. Garbage. Uh, real sweeping, dangerous sounding 90s trip hop ballad. Mm. And I love it. Okay. Strong contenders. Um, my off. top three are Living Daylights by Aha. It's cool, 80s pop. Mm-hmm. It's got that kind of Scandinavian unease. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you felt that in your bones. I did. Um, in a similar vein, View to a Kill, Duran Duran. It's another espionage riddled, cold, calm, calculated 80s pop song. And then I think the quintessential Bond theme, powerful song, mm-hmm. Diamonds Are Forever. The bassy. The top bass. The sea bass. Yep. Bazooka. As we'll talk about with our definite nose, it's not like sentimental. It's about being cold, collected, all these things that kind of go with being essentially a hired murderer. Yes. You're so convincing. Even just your top three yeses, you're always very convincing, sir. You pack a lot of convincingness into that short time window. That's what I'm here for. Okay, well, let's ditch some uh, definite nose for a start. Definite nose. All-time high. It's a kind of rose-tinted, sentimental, insipid, tepid, mm-hmm. weak, milky tea of a song. Beige, real beige. So beige, so, like, lovey-dovey. Net curtains yeah. in the breeze. Yeah, it is. It's net curtains. the lands and peach-tinted yeah. something. It's all a bit kind of shimmery. Lacks darkness. It's all in the treble, none of the boot. <laughs> um, similarly, my other two, nobody does it better that same I love Bond he's the best but it's also like it's a bit dirty like what is it what is it that he does that doesn't get done better by anybody else any song about doing it is a tiresome sex euphemism yeah so it's like nobody does it better put in your sausage in my cupboard (laughs) it's like alright we get it and it makes her feel sad for the rest yeah he's a competent lover move on he's not going to love you move on it's the Bond songs that are just straight love songs. Mm. And with those, the connection to the character of James Bond is tenuous at best, but maybe a bit uncomfortable and weird. Yeah, totally. Any woman who's singing about how he's going to stick around and maybe he's the best and stuff, he'll be gone tomorrow. You know Bond better than the woman he's duped. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, you feel sorry for her. Sad romanticism. Yeah, and it's a kind wow. of weird way to kind of pitch the start <laughs> of a film. And this kind of leads me into License to Kill by Gladys. Again, that's like, no one's going to tear it apart. Yeah. It's like, he is going to tear himself away from you yeah. as soon as the seed, the deed is done. Yeah. It's like, he ain't sticking around. And what does it mean? What I've got a license to kill and you know I'm going straight for your heart. You're going to kill my heart? He's going to kill your heart. Yeah. There's a lot of questionable stuff that Bond does. He's not a nice man. No. Um, he's just a murderer and a chauvinist dude. <laughs> but, like, these songs pitch him as something else. When we know that Bond is a sleepless and skedaddle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> sleepless and skedaddle. Wow. Do you just make that up in the moment? Yeah. Very strong. Yeah, so my definite nose, my first one that carries on that theme is mm. Moonraker. Mm-hmm. 50% for that reason, that it's an insipid, weird ballad with no hook. It's, amazingly, it's Shirley Bassey, but it's just a sort of a, a meandering, 
doesn't have a chorus. doesn't go no, anywhere. really doesn't. Where are you? The something you find. Is this and something, is- something, and always to be the something of... Say Moonraker. You said it in the verse. Is that it? Is that it? That's it. That's it. That is exactly it, which is the other 50% of my objection, is this is the quintessential one where the title is shoehorned in. Mm. Like it is nothing. Just like the Moonraker knows when he something some He? What's Moonraker? Is it a space base? I feel like they gave her the brief for the song before the script was finished. Yeah. Like, they picked a word really out and that. said, like, okay, this is going to be it. We don't know. We can't tell you, but that's what it's called. So just work work with us. Yeah. But, you know, Moonraker, it's the same gold finger. Just make, make it work. Yeah. And again, you fail to make it work. If you can say Thunderball ten times. Yeah. He strikes like Thunderball. What? Okay, so my second choice, Another Way to Die, Jack White and Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. Equally meandering and unmemorable. Sounds about right. It's got this hit in the Bond notes. Yeah, lots of, yeah, and there, and there are not many Bond notes. Like oh, yeah. You, you're within a very limited scale and key change you, window. When they ask you to do it, they give you a little Yamaha keyboard mm-hmm. and it's a demo with the four Bond chords on it. Yeah, and you just no, a lot of the keys are just with. super glued up. <laughs> It's like, no, you can't use those. Use these ones. The ones that sort of go... Sometimes it makes a song. Sometimes it doesn't. This isn't... It didn't... And then the other issue is the person who these sounds are emanating from. Um, It's very famous in the press. And also we know through a friend of ours that Jack White is a huge douche. He's a nasty man. He's a little pointy-toed, hoity-toity... So up himself, he's practically imploding in a sort of donut-shaped loop. You know, the, I mean, there's some other bad people who sang Bond songs. Oh, yeah. But, like, he's one we explicitly know about. Yeah, we explicitly know. And the song, luckily for us, we get to have a free shot at him because the song's bad as well. We also do. So we're taking him down. And in the video, again, we have issues with people who are clearly thinking about their paycheck. And him and Alicia Keys both look, like, really uncomfortable. What's your final no? Die Another Day by Madonna. <laughs> um, it's stupid and rubbish. <laughs> well, in the same way that Moonraker do not get to a chorus, yeah. Die Another Day has got that kind of, it's sampled within an inch of its life. I get to die another day. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. And then she goes, Sigmund Freud. <laughs> Analyze this. <laughs> wow. Terrible, terrible. It doesn't mean anything. Just because in the video she's being like beaten up and waterboarded and stuff. All the good Bond themes, as we'll discover, have a real chorus that just kicks in. A surge of melody. Yeah, surge. And like a wall of sound. It's got to come at you. Mm -hmm. And that one doesn't. It kind of nibbles at the edges of a melody. Yeah. Also tainted by the fact that she clearly said, I will do it if I'm in the film. Because she is in the movie as a fencing instructor. Yes. No way. Yes. That's why in the music video she's fencing with herself. Sounds like a weird euphemism. Fencing with myself. Fencing with myself. I mean, you just wrote the theme right there. James Bond. Just they never contain the words James Bond. <laughs> Just what are they idiots? What's films this for? Um, 
Yeah, Bond but she... theme. <laughs> Bond th- just as a Bond theme knows what a Bond theme grows inside your Bond theme mind. What's the PPK? <laughs> yeah, he's the best spy. In yeah. my mind, they're my five. I thought you were going to say in my mind's eye. So, yeah, so when we're demonstrating how easy it is <laughs> to just do something great. Uh, uh, so, so they're the definite no's. So, as, dirty. what have we got in the top Well, let's ten? do Diamonds Are Forever versus Goldeneye. Because oh, you've got Bassie. to me. Well, you've got Bassie versus Bassie Pretender. I love Goldeneye so much. Yeah. I love it more than Diamonds Are Forever, but I love Diamonds Are Forever too. I think they're two of the best themes. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they get spots pip the gig that oh. <laughs> I think those pot spots pip the gay community <laughs> cut that out I think those two pip the top spots okay. and we're fighting for spot three they're damn similar though aren't they diamonds are forever golden but his weakness more than darkness in the depths. You'll never know how I watched you from the shadows as a child. Yeah, you'll never know. You'll never know how it feels to get so close and be denied. So it has the same thing as Diamonds Are Forever. It's like someone who's been hurt. Yeah. And like, it's like I'll never love again. It's like I don't need people. I will never open up to anyone ever again. That's what Bond does to the women in his life. It can either be one of his lovers or it can actually be him. Be him. That's his mentality that he has to adopt because he is a moiderer. Yeah. But like anyone who actually says, you know me, I don't need anyone. That is eyeliner running down the cheek, red wine smile. That is a damaged person who is wrong. Yeah, that's a damaged person trying to be strong or projecting strong strength. That's the thing. That's the interesting thing about it. That kernel of vulnerability that you have to alienate yourself, extract yourself from love and friendship. And I think those songs dance on that line really well. It's thematically right. Yeah. And they're both really right in different ways. Yeah. Okay, so maybe the two of those, but I'm not sure. Now, similar, you've got Living Daylights and View to a Kill. I'm going to say Living Daylights does that better. Yeah, I agree. They're both like my kind of song. I do love some 80s pop, you know me. Yeah. Um, Living Daylights, probably the stronger of the two. I think it's got a much better chorus and verse structure. View to a Kill kind of doesn't go anywhere. Like, And where it does go, the chorus isn't the title of the film. I think you'll find they both have great choruses. View to a Kill doesn't have good verses. A new thing with a new to work here. But Living Daylights is. I'm gonna burn. to do and something, something. Yeah, yeah, and it's got those like nonsense phrases that just sound a bit edgy. Yeah. I think it's come the morning and the headlights fade away. It's true. Is his battery dying? It makes a fair point. <laughs> Morton Harkett has a point. Uh, so, Living Daylights. Now. I'm going to give up on Tomorrow Never Dies. It's a bit woolly. I like it because it's a late era one that brings back the tremolo-y 60s electric yeah. guitar. But yeah, Cheryl Crow, she's got a funny look on her face in the video. She does. It looks like there's a bad smell in that room with her. She makes love to the camera a bit too much. So the world is not enough. Doesn't have any huge notes in. That's not really Shirley Manson's thing. You know, she's too cool for that and school. Garbage, nice choice. It's all like sweeping orchestra, but with trip hoppy loop drum loops over the top. It's Bondy. It's Mega Bond. It's Ultra Bond. Premium Bonds. Premium <laughs> Bond. But you know, so I think I really it's, like it. We've got Goldeneye and Diamonds Are Forever locked in. 
I don't think we've got gold and iron diamonds are forever locked in. What are you proposing? I like gold and iron more than diamonds are forever. It's a kick-ass song. Tina turned to... Yeah, and surely Bassie has a funny... gives me funny feelings. Where? Funny feelings in the mind. She's got the, mm, darling, no, no, darling. Cigarette holder, darling. I just know if I met her, I'd be really disconcerted. I think TT does it nice. Tina Turnups, she's such a treasure. I love her. She's always a turn up for the books and she yeah. gives it to you right. So I think Living Daylights, Golden Eye. Well, is not enough? Does it even matter? <laughs> Nobody does it matter. Yeah. Nobody doesn't matter. That's our motto on this ship. So, Golden Eye, Living Daylights, World is Not Enough? Yes. And all the rest, because uh, we're done, are. Jettisoned. Jettisoned. Hey. So. So. Next up, sweet, sweet pastries. <gasps> Baklava, cinnamon roll, chocolate eclair, pan au raisin, pan au chocolat, apple turnover, apple strudel, pecan strudel, poppy seed roll, eccles cake, chorley cake, ring donut, filled donut, so that's jam, custard, apple or chocolate, yum yums, bear claw, beaver tail, the bichon au citron, which is a lemon curd turnover, cannoli, sfogliatelle, profiterole, cream horn, croissant, the Danish pecan, apple or apricot, currant slice slash fly pie, the macaron, and the custard slice, or mille <laughs> Such fancy. Yes, my French is perfect. Would you like to do your keeps? Mm-hmm. Engage. First keep is the custard slice, or mille feuille, which I think means a thousand layers or something. It's icing on the top. You know I love icing. You know I love my chewy, sweet, sticky foods. Flaky pastry, but it's quite firm flaky pastry. Mm. And then a deep brick of really good custard that's mm. firm and set. So damn fine. The raspberry donut. Mm-hmm. Raspberry donuts to me are, they're like poppadoms or fried chicken. If I think about them, I immediately want to put one in my mouth. They're just I'm so hooked on raspberry donuts, it's untrue. And the beaver tail, because you and I had one during a trip to Niagara Falls. Oh, Clifton Hill. Was it Clifton Hill? Is that the address? Well remembered. Blackpool of Ontario. <laughs> I remember it was really raining and we were near a golf course full of dinosaurs. Yeah, there was a couple of raptors on that course. And it's a huge pastry covered in like warm, soft, caramel covered apples. Yeah, and it was just really sugar. nice. Oh man, it was good. So they're my yeses. Uh, what's your triumvirate of tasty treats? First up, cinnamon roll. It's got the kind of buttery pastry thing but with cinnamon sugar there's not much to it it's quite kind of plain but mm. the configuration of that swirl where you've got kind of a doughy center of the swirl then the fibonacci reaches outward and it gets a bit more crispy a bit more texture mm. next up danish pecan maple that kind of braided mapley sugar with pecans and it's kind of chewy and flaky and mm. sweet and mm. spiced, mm. but nutty as all mm. hell. <laughs> and then last up, almond croissant. Sweet pastries, so you've got that croissant, that sweet-ass croissant dough. And then you've got the, the horny config, so it's classic on the eye. And then when you bite in, it's March pain all the way. We have to say classic on the eye is a lifetime on the thighs. <laughs> Good choices. Mm. Um, Delicious. This is a very hunger-inducing discussion. We love them all. Very hard to have any definite no's. But we've got them. Definite no's. They're just not favourites. That's all it is. I'm not going to pretend to hate any of these. But the cream horn. uh, And also the chocolate eclair, in fact. Both definite no's for me. Enjoyable enough. Kinder. 
but they're full of whipped cream. Poth. Poth. Oh, man. I think <laughs> a chocolate eclair is like a cream hot dog. It's a cream dog. Cream dog. Pastry bread bun, mm-hmm. whipped cream instead of meat, and then instead of your ketchup and our mustard, you've got a dirty protest of chocolate <laughs> sauce. Yeah. I don't think any satisfying food is created with the sound... <laughs> and that's your sort of... Yeah, yeah. Omo. Yeah. <laughs> also, if someone was inventing the chocolate eclair right in front of you, and they said, OK, I've got a long bun of shoe pastry, it's chocolatey on the top, what would you like in there? Like, imagine you're at Subway, mm. but there's all a lot of buckets of pastry things. So what have we already mentioned? We've got maple pecan. We've got stewed apples in caramel sauce. Yeah, even we've got jam. jam. Yeah. Or, obviously, we've got custard. Yeah. Anything that can be full of custard, I want it to be full of custard. <laughs> Get it in there, in every orifice, right? Like a pastry horn full of cream. I don't know what it's for. Yeah, that horn's real dry as well. Like, custard yeah. would at least give it some kind of gelatinous backbone. Oh, give but, it weight, give it heft. Yeah, yeah, some heft. heft. So you've got pastry that doesn't deliver, <laughs> and then you've got a filling that, for all intents and purposes, evaporates. Yeah, like whipped cream, if you leave it, it reverts. It T2s back down to milk. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent this whole conversation trying to think of the opposite of the word plenty to make a joke about a horn of... Shortage? Famine. Disappointment. Disillusion. Yeah. So the horn of disillusion, <laughs> chocolate eclair, and the ring donut, because I like jam donuts, so we don't need you. Ring donut is like jam donut minus. Yeah, without a soul, without a heart, without a purpose. Yeah. They can be amazingly delicious because they're donuts, obviously, but I just, if there's no jam in, then forget it. So my definite nose, mm-hmm. poppy seed roll. I mean, we're getting into bread now. Is a poppy yeah. seed roll a pastry? Yeah, it gets a bit bready. It like yeah, yeah. what's that line with bread? And like donuts do that. They're doughy and bready, but they they have something pleasant about them. Yeah. Whereas the poppy seed roll is a bit like rationed. I'm surprised this because you, as we've established, you like plain, slightly rationed, slightly wartime treats. <laughs> And also, as a Ukrainian beast, you had a lot of poppy seeds in your youth. Yeah, poppy seed is a standard filling. Yeah. And I like it. You know, poppy seed cake, kutya, which is like a Ukrainian poppy seed honey and pearl barley, like pudding. That's good. You describe that thing and it sounds awful. It looks a bit like sick, but it tastes good. It's There's a ritual to it. You like Christmas pudding, I don't. That's true. Like, it, there's a ritual to it in Ukrainian food. We each have a sticky, overly sweet pudding that old people hide coins in. Yes. That the other doesn't enjoy. <laughs> yes. Um, so I do like poppy seeds poppy seeds like can I say to me they're a sprinkling so like a poppy seed bread roll or something Mm. that's fine but when you see this poppy seed roll cake that is a thick black spiral it's like a lot of midges or gnats yeah they've been caught in a trap thousands of tiny black things like a hoover bag full of fleas there is something primal that is awakened when the human psyche witnesses it yeah you think insect eggs yeah, dropping Specks of things, you know, when there's things mm. like en masse or clustered. Yeah, I don't want a mouthful of specks, that's not no, right. No, so they can go. Um, next up, the yum-yum, gotta go for me. Yeah. What is it? It's not yummy. The yuck-yuck, the oh-no, <laughs> the not-now, not-ever. <laughs> so it's not a donut, it's not pastry, and then they just, like, cover it in that kind of semi-translucent, milky, semen-looking sugar. <laughs> I was just wondering, how are we going to say that that icing sugar looks like semen? Like, How are we going to word that semen looking? (laughs) So you're not a fan of the bone dry jizz twists. 
say I am. Weird, you weirdo. Um, yeah, no. And then the last one, for similar reasons to your like cream horn chocolate eclair thing, profiteroles. Another burster. Yeah, pus bags. Pus bags, absolute pus yeah. bags. Things that pop. Yeah. And cream comes out. Oh. Yeah. Basically, just a spherical chocolate eclair. Mm-hmm. So same thing. And as I said earlier, I don't hate any of these. I'd have them all. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, a profiterole that's full of dense custard. Bring me that. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. But it's all that 17th, 18th century cooking when, like, people were just excited about, like, how long it took to whip cream. Yeah. It was like kings and queens of France being like, I've got 10 servants. Mm-hmm. And you know what they've all been doing all week? Whipping cream with a feather. Yeah. How <laughs> rich am I? Yeah. It's, and it's, it's like, like a period form of indulgence. Yeah. Whereas now you think... I'd rather have like a peanut Kit Kat. Or just something. get they just put a Knox canister on the side and swoosh it out. Yeah, it was indulgent to kings and queens of yore, but now it's like custard's pretty good. Yeah, so this is going to be quite hard. Yeah, custard sliced raspberry donut beaver tail for you, cinnamon rub, maple pecan, and almond crust for me. I love custard slice too. That can stay. (laughs) And it's perfect between two because you like the icing and I'm not a massive fan of the icing. So you cut through the custard because you can't bite through the whole thing. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it all kind of like swooshes out the end. One side's custard plus pastry plus icing. The Mm -hmm. other side's custard plus pastry. And then you Mm -hmm. plus a loved one can enjoy both halves. Or you can go to Patisserie Valerie, order the one the size of one of those bricks you used to die for in the pool at school, and finish it. And you could maybe do that twice in your life, and both times think, oh, now we're doing that again. Okay, so, so we definitely that like that one. definitely stay. Now, let's say our pastries, if you like, mm. are the pecan maple danish, the mm-hmm. almond croissant, and the beaver tail. Mm-hmm. Something's just occurred to me. In the original list, it's filled donut brackets jam custard apple and chocolate mm-hmm. if i don't say raspberry donut and i say filled donut we got all the colors of the rainbow maybe <gasps> so oh, what yeah. i'm going to invent is a donut filling station oh my gosh four pumps jam custard apple and chocolate if you like chocolate donuts you're a weirdo <laughs> um, <laughs> so if we can have apple donuts and all the other kinds of donuts filled they get stay the beaver too. tail can go okay beaver tail can go then we have to decide between cinnamon roll, maple pecan danish, and almond croissant as the like proper like flaky pastry pastry. Uh, so just to make absolutely clear, the plain croissant that's in non-sweet bread items. Neutral pastries. N- that's in the neutral pastries uh, hanger. Plain croissants are available. So I'm willing to boot almond. So we haven't really got spice there. Pecan maple danish, that's your real sticky treat breakfast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it's custard slice, filled donuts and maple pecan danish. It's a deal. Let's shake hands on it. The pastry shake. (laughs) Sound of a handshake there. Okay, and all the rest are going to be um, forming into a delicious, sweet, sticky nebula after being <laughs> jettisoned. 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 And of course, as always, it goes Bond themes, sweet pastries and classic movie monsters, <laughs> which may be chosen from the following list. Draclia. Frankenstein's monster, the mummy, the invisible man, the wolf man, the creature from the Black Lagoon, Godzilla, Mothra, Brundlefly, the xenomorph from Alien, the Cenobites, Gremlin, 
singular apparently <laughs> Greta the Gremlin Mogwai King Kong The Thing The Id Monster from Forbidden Planet The Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth The Blob The Balrog Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors The Predator The Attack the Block Aliens The Rancor The Cloverfield Graboids from Tremors The Langoliers and the huge terrifying skull spiders from The Mist <clears throat> Okay what a list of uh, beasts Okay Friendly beasts Mostly friendly beasts. I mean, they're on the holodeck, so they're very programmable. I yeah. think that, I think the aggression, whether you're you're their friend or foe... Safety protocols are on in the holodeck yes. almost all the time, so they're not going to be able to hurt you. Nope. So we're talking about monsters as characters in the holodeck that you could call up and spend some time with. It's essentially socialising. Yeah. So, as always, 30 seconds for your top three favourite choices. Go. First up, Lady Gremlin, Greta from Gremlins 2. Mm. She's... So good. <laughs> I really want to go out with her. I feel like she'd be awesome to go drinking with, have some synthahol. I want to get ready with her before we go out as well. Like I wanted to do my hair. I want to borrow one of her leopard print mini skirts. I love her. Next one, um, Dracula. I know that he wants to drink my blood, but that means that he hosts me very well and like okay. looks after you, makes you feel wanted, makes you feel beautiful. Just leave kind it of at a that. nice day. Nope, said enough. And then Predator, because it would be awesome to go like paintballing with Predator. <laughs> so they're my three. What are yours? Okay. Godzilla or Godzilla. Um, he's a massive lizard. Come on. <laughs> Toho Movie Studios. This is early Godzilla, man in a suit, but to scale. More on that later. Think how good that would be. Audrey 2, the singing funky plant from Little Shop of Horrors. Because I like the music, I like the chat. In real life, no, because you've got to feed it human blood. But on the holodeck, you can go in there and just have a great time. Mm -hmm. And finally, King Kong. Uh, Obviously, it's another large, another one of the giant beasts. But this is in the island context. He's not a prisoner. It's not sad. We don't go anywhere near the ending. And I'm his friend. I'm his, like, Naomi Watts little friend. He's my big buddy and he d- protects me. <laughs> the end. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a friendship. Shall Lovely. I kick off the definite nose? Oh, God, yeah. Definite nose. The Wolfman. Aw. Talbot. Lawrence Talbot. Very good. Well done. Ten points. Uh, ten wolf paw prints. <laughs> Um, Five popcorns. (laughs) Five bags of human fingers. (laughs) So the Wolfman, I mean, he's a favourite monster of mine. I love the movies. I love the werewolf. I'm a big fan of anyone... This says something about me, but Jekyll and Hyde, Incredible Hulk, werewolves. It's like people who have to have an acceptable face, but inside they're a monster. What? For some reason, that really (laughs) speaks to me. Weird. Um, So yeah, Wolfman is a good movie, but to hang out with on the holodeck... Apart from watching the transformation, which looks cool, although it's pretty sort of pitiful, like it hurts. It's visceral. It's You feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. But he's either a slightly dull actor called Lawrence Tolbert, or he's a drooling killing machine. Yeah, there's no in between. He's not like a wolfman. He is wolf <laughs> or man. Yeah. And... Uh, wolf, space, man. Yeah. Second one, uh, the xenomorph, which is the sort of unofficial name for the aliens from Alien and Aliens. Because there aren't many movie monsters that have enough genius to them that they are genuinely terrifying. Who uses that holiday programme? Exactly. Who would actually call that up? You know what I'm going to do with my Sunday afternoon? I'm going to dirty my trousers. <laughs> yeah. 
And we... I'm going to have a Sunday soiling down in the hot bag. <laughs> Hose me down in two hours' time. It's like those VR or Oculus Rift games where people are like, oh, it's amazing. Look at this video footage of somebody curling up in a ball on the floor. And I'm always like, yeah, maybe one day I'll have a go, but I never will. No, it's really, it's too scary. <laughs> and we're picking three of these programmes so they can't be gathering dust. Yeah. It's a tick off a list thing, it's Yeah, not. it's a bucket list thing. It's yeah. to get so scared by the xenomorph that you go to brown town and <laughs> have to get boothby to come back from brown town and boothby holds me down town. <laughs> um That's so not that guy regular youth no not at all very specialist interest and then finally the blob uh it's just a huge blob that starts off small and then consumes a town quite slow moving so it starts off small yeah and eventually it seeps through all the air ducts in a cinema so it becomes a huge like town sized blob but I can't say that watching it is particularly entertaining it certainly is not a good conversationalist so yeah like what you would do would kind of load it up in the holodeck and just see it evolve like a Tamagotchi like yeah it's the world's worst Tamagotchi (laughs) it's barely a monster it's more of an incident so they're my three no's. Mm. What about you? Okay, the Cenobites from the Hellraiser series, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like a troop of 90s goths. <laughs> they're all like <laughs> tongue piercing, yeah, nips out, nipple piercings, corsets, new rock boots, oh, UV, platforms. like neo goth. Tiny sunglasses. Yeah, tiny like blue tinted sunglasses. <laughs> and like ball bearings under your skin and a horn and like forked tongues. They're just like Marilyn Manson fans. They're a wee bit try-hard, aren't they? Yeah. They're like, hey, look at me. Does this blow your mind? Like, no. Uh, I know what the really? 90s were. I know what new metal was. Yeah. They're all about, you know, pleasure pushed to the infinite degree, which oh, is yes. actually pain. Total s and I don't really believe that. But that's just more like the kind of Marilyn Manson, Rammstein thing. Yeah. Leather like, chaps. Butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Does this freak you out? Butt stuff. Yeah. And piercings. Like, no, no, it doesn't freak me out. I've lived a life. I've seen some stuff. Get over yourself. Yeah, totally agreed. So, and then next one, Langoliers. Oh, my God. Have you seen that, Stephen King? the ladies and gentlemen on board, what what is or are the Langoliers? Right, it's a Stephen King adaptation. I think it was like a three-part straight-to-TV movie, and they edited it into the world's longest, most dreary film. Yeah. So there's a bunch of people trapped in an airport. It's just this big purgatory limbo. More boring than Lost. And then... It's six people in an empty airport. Finally, there's these monsters that come down out of the misty sky to attack them and, like, gobble them up. I mean, it sounds terrifying. Picturing it in my imagination, that sounds absolutely terrifying, Christina. Yeah, the special effects rendition of those langoliers is essentially a meatball with shark's teeth. Yeah, real sharp polygons. Not enough pixels to go around. No, the RAM was like pushed to the max. <laughs> Absolutely. The processing ramage. power was 64 bit, that's it. Basically, like Pac Man mated with a meatball. Exactly that. that. And they kind of go. <laughs> yeah. But I, I believe I'm right in thinking that the six people in an airport figure out somehow they're stuck in like yesterday and then time is eaten up by these CG meatballs. Oh yeah, that's it. And the Langoliers gobble up time. Yeah, that's how moments disappear is they're eaten by meatballs. Oh man, I feel <laughs> eaten like... Eaten by meatballs, the Dean Stockwell story. <laughs> um, oh my God, Langoliers, you're bringing it all back. And then you go on Amazon and there's reviews of some people saying it's good. And you want to hunt them down. You're like, who are you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? 
Well, that's all right. Yeah, it's good, that. Why can't you just enjoy yourself? It's actually quite good. I like the book, therefore I like this as well. I like Quantum Leap, therefore I like this as well. I enjoy being in airports, therefore I like the Langoliers as well. <laughs> I love meatballs. If you're not critical, don't write reviews. I love meatballs too. <laughs> so, and then the Invisible Man? Because, like, yeah. I went in and, like, said Holodeck load up Invisible Man and I didn't know if it were working <laughs> or not. Where's my invisible man? Yeah. So I don't... I quite enjoy that. I, sometimes I go down and say, holiday, uh, load invisible man. Thanks. Off. And just leave. <laughs> but you could say that in this room now and get the same effect. <laughs> now, I will argue, you know, like when you're watching a movie, say a time travel movie or an invisible man movie, and you're always thinking about the science of it and like, what would I do? And how would that work? Yeah, I would feed him yeah. raspberries and watch it go into his yeah. butt. <laughs> I chuck flour around, so that's kind of fun, but he's not much of a monster. He's essentially a sort of arrogant criminal doctor who I think is going progressively mad because of his science. Yeah, so that's not a cool holiday thing. And, and again, no. like you don't know when it's working or not. So he's definite no. You've got King Kong and Godzilla to keep, mm -hmm. so they're kind of like big super monsters, yeah. so they'll be versus. I've got Dracula and Predator, mm -hmm. and then Audrey 2 and Greta. Yeah, they're kind of green they're monsters. Kind of, they're green monsters with like warts. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight for Dracula's throat, ironically. Um, God, I hate myself. Right. <laughs> So the thing with Dracula, now if you look at the, now this is the Bela Lugosi one, yeah? So yeah. very, in terms of literature, really quite inaccurate. The kind of romantic charmer. Yeah. Which is pretty wrong. Yeah. He's White no waistcoat, brood. a medal. Yeah, no he's moustache. 20th century, like yeah. movie fiction Dracula. Yeah. Welcome smooth. to the blue, blue, blue. Yeah. Smooth operator. Mm -hmm. Like, hello, welcome, come to my castle. I give yeah. you the meat, I give you a kiss. Can I kiss you? Oh, not too soon, too soon. Mm. A tame so, impaler. A <laughs> but I think if we're talking about the experience on the holodeck, now, if you're sort of Jonathan Harker, so you're, you're starring in Dracula, what does he do? He licks your razor when you cut yourself. Oh, you cut yourself. You get to see... Oh, you cut yourself. Let me lick the player. Um... <laughs> You get to see him climb down a wall, you stay there, he makes you look through some kind of real estate papers. So, I'm going to argue that experientially, you know, he's not a plant that sings to you, he's not a giant monster that knocks a city down, mm. he's not a super agile, techie alien who can do amazing paintball. So he's, he's more of a chat. And maybe it's even better if you just read the book or watch the movie. What I like is that he just, you know that you're valued. When it's just you and him, he's like... Hello, guest. Welcome to my home. I'm going to do these things for you because I want to drink your life force. Th that's but, not valuing you. But it never drinks your blood because it's the holodeck. I'm talking about like the experience of being wined and dined by a dark lord. I will... Well, you, you get that's our marriage. <laughs> you get that. I will wine and dine you and be as dark as you like. All right, cool. Well, they can pop off then, can't you? Okay. Now, um, your so, predator choice, I'm very taken with that, because you can play as a predator, yeah? You can be yeah, alongside. Yeah, he'll teach you all the techie bits. He'll braid your hair to those sweet dreads. Mm. Put your little ear cuff on. On their planet, they still have ank. <laughs> Coral beads. Yeah. And friendship bracelets. Well, I think they're sort of a stealth beach bum with a crab for a face. Yeah. <laughs> but really good. Not funny, but true. Really good at playing paintball with. Yeah. So I guess Predator gets to stay. So then we've got Greta, Audrey, Godzilla and King Kong. 
Now, with Godzilla, this is a unique experience that I've essentially created where the very unrealistic-looking man-in-a-suit Godzilla from the mm. original movies is the actual size he looks like he's meant to be while you watch from ground level. So it All looks right. like big a man... Big man, big suit. Yeah. Small me. Exactly. And even the city looks a bit fake too, but you're tiny. However... Just let me finish now. I've got a very <laughs> long, complicated point to make. <laughs> However, King Kong is big and he's your friend. He, so he will pick you up, carry you around. Companionship. Yeah. He's like Gorilla Totoro. Well, we've talked about Totoro, haven't we, before? It's like the idea of having a very large, furry friend and how great that would be. He's so happy you've come to his island. He doesn't have mm. to be alone anymore. He's got some feelings for you that he doesn't know how to articulate or even begin to understand. Yeah. But there's a deepness to that friendship. Yeah. So I think King Kong's quite special, whereas Godzilla's just a spectacle. Yeah, and there's something I'm not proud of myself for wanting to enjoy destruction. So... So we've got Predator and King Kong. Predator and Godzilla King Kong. Godzilla and Dracula are gone. So this is Audrey versus Greta? Both now, pretty weird. Now, I find Greta the Gremlin pretty gross. I find Audrey too pretty gross. Well, a giant carnivorous plant who's got, like, a singing voice. <laughs> yeah. Hello! Feed me, Seymour. Feed me all night long. <laughs> So cool. But again, like, if you like the songs, watch the film. I think hanging out with Greta, she doesn't really get much in the film. Hanging out with her would be so much fun. That girl knows how to party. Well, I'm being persuaded now. Because, Imagine. yeah, Audrey 2, you can't move around. No, she's So you have to hang static. out in the room. Yeah. He doesn't care about you. He's not nice. No. He's very self-centred. Um, yeah. And demands that you kill people and put them in his mouth as yeah, well. Yeah, he's got demands. Like Dracula, mm. agenda. There's a bit of bloodlust there. Whereas with Greta, if you're out in a pub, she's working the room. I just remember being scared of her. She puts on a lot of lipstick yeah. and then she goes and kisses that guy who is the baddie in all of those, that era films. Yeah, he's the skinny, yuppie corporate dude. Yeah, moon-shaped face. He's the baddie in Scrooged. He's always the kind of smarmy exec. Yeah, but I feel sorry for him in that moment where he's having physical affection forced on him by a greasy lizard. That happens to him at the end of Scrooged as yeah, well. Yeah, it does. Whoa. Odd. Genre cast. A really weird contractual stipulation. Does he, he insist? Yeah, so he's into it. So it's not Greta's fault, so Greta should stay. <laughs> Never been kissed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay then. She's a party animal. It's not a thing I'm going to load up, but fine. But what would you get from hanging out with Audrey that you don't get from watching Little Shop of Horrors? You can jam with her. You can ask her to sing different songs. You could write songs together. Mm-hmm. I, li- I liked the idea of a musical monster. Yeah, but I feel like similarly with Greta, you could just party with her. Like a dressing up montage with Greta. <gasps> so good <laughs> with some sort of 80s tune and yeah. she's coming out of a changing rooms oh. and you're like nodding and then shaking your head that would give me life that would give the crew life gremlins just want to have fun yeah lots of big floppy hats and like huge shoulder pad like long coats yeah real baggy yeah pull the curtain back and then just flip round to camera yes. yeah that's the one and then at the end you skip out arm in arm with loads of bags yeah great stuff and you're I bet you're all dressed up like Cindy Lauper or something like you just like did that when your eyes slightly narrow and you think, oh god, yeah, <laughs> Cindy, yes, that times a thousand. <laughs> okay, join us. I will join you, and it's fine. So our three choices are Greta the Gremlin, believe it or not, the Predator, and King Kong, <laughs> and all the rest can get out the hole 
because I say that they've all got to be, whether they like it or not, jettisoned. Jettisoned. So once again, folks, if you don't like our choices and wish to contact us with suggestions of your own, disagreements, uh, your own three picks, which of course will be completely futile because we've made the decisions already, then please don't hesitate to get in touch via the shipwide Twitter pipe, at JettisonsCast. We will consider all your suggestions for future Jettisons discussions. If you want us to do this more often, so we throw away more of your favourite things, you could help support us via a Patreon page that we've set up. And thirdly and finally, iTunes. Yeah, rate us five stars, four stars, one star. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> Give us five stars um, on so, iTunes. Yeah, review us. <laughs> review us on iTunes. Hmm. Um, review what the Omnibus has done for you lately. Uh, recommend to a friend. You yeah, know, if you're a real old-fashioned uh, dude or dudette, you could recommend it to a friend via language using your mouth. Whoa. That's also good. Connected. Mind blown. Yeah. Reinventing the wheel there. So thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. The Jettisons All Time Top Three in Space was created and performed by Kristina Baczynski and Greg Johnson, with artwork by Kristina Baczynski and editing, sound design, and music by Greg Johnson. Thanks for listening. Oh, Boothby, what a sh- I mean, what a show. What I just, what a show. I mean, what you did it. The main thing, you did it. That's the main thing, isn't it? Thank you, number one. How, I mean, for me, how, how do you, no, what's important is how do you feel it went? How do you feel it went? Very good. I've already had a transmission from a publisher who would like to tour the binary monologues galaxy-wide. Well, really, well, that's, um, you know, I don't want to say I'm surprised. That's fantastic, actually. Well done, dude. I'm really happy for you. It's a new lease of life for you. But just, you know, make sure it doesn't interfere with all your other duties because you are also our printer. Don't worry. I'm set up on Wi-Fi network so you can print from anywhere. One-touch printing. I love it. <laughs>